Welcome to the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast, where we learn from real estate professionals across the industry. They will share about how they got into real estate, the big wins they have celebrated, the mistakes they have made along the way, and the advice they have for anyone following in their footsteps. Money really does grow on trees. Hey everybody, William here today on another episode of the Money Tree Investing Podcast. Today I've got a friend, Jen. I'll go ahead and let, let her introduce herself. Yeah, thank you so much, William. I'm super excited to be on. Um, I'm Jennifer Falloon. I'm owner of Borsa Investments. We're a real estate, commercial real estate and syndication company. Uh, we have over 900 doors with our investor partners across the nation. And um, we close about three 100-door complexes a year. And um, yeah, so I've been doing this for three years on the multifamily side, four years on the single family. So still kind of a newbie and, uh, you know, still learning along the way, but having a good time with it. Definitely. I think it's so important to have fun on this journey. Um, what, what does Vorsa stand for? How did you come up with that name? So it's actually from the Game of Thrones dictionary. Uh, it okay. means royalty and fire. And so we're really big Game of Thrones nerds. And, uh, and I really wanted something that stood out and I wanted something that was meaningful and, uh, that stood out the fire and royalty. Like I'm very fierce. Um, and you know, I'm, this is all about like growing wealth, you know, and growing into royalty. And then, uh, I particularly am fond of the house Martell and the sand snakes. And, you know, they were a group of cousins. They were all women and they fiercely loved each other. They were fierce fighters and uh, very loyal and loving to each other. And so I kind of took that house sigil and mocked it up and, and there was born Force Investments. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's something that's really unique, you know? Um, and I like that you mentioned loyalty. I think that's really important in this game, you know, loyalty with investors and also with partners. You know, it's important to build a, a team of people that you can really trust. You're going to get burned. Yeah, truly. Because um, What makes multifamily so much different than single family is single family, you can play by yourself. You know, you can contract a house, you know, take it down pretty much on your own. And uh, multifamily is not that way. This is a team sport. This is a baseball team. And you can't do any one position by yourself. And, uh, you know, there's you have to have a great team of people to fill all those um, all those positions. And, uh, yeah, loyalty is very, very important to me. That's really cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So it sounds like you started out in single family homes. You learned a lot of lessons and kind of maybe transitioned into multifamily. So tell us, like, how you got started into real estate to begin with. So um, I, this is not something that I wanted to do. Uh, I was really not on board with it. My husband wanted to do this. This is really his baby. And, um, you know, he signed up for a three-day boot camp. I was not able to go. Um, I made my son go in my place because tickets were very expensive and somebody was going to use that ticket. And at the time, he was, um, he was suicidal uh, and was actually contemplating and planning suicide. He was just kind of waiting on us to get things in order. Um, so uh, he could do this. Uh, he didn't feel like he had a purpose in his life. And so I made him go to this real estate event that he didn't want to go to either. And it changed his life. 
And so he became, you know, he was sold and he's like, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And he was only 20 at the time. And so um, I actually left my job to do this business to help him. And, you know, our bigger picture was always to retire my husband. And so somebody had to take the lead and and make this a full-time job, which later I ended up asking my son to quit his job and quit college uh, because I was just overwhelmed, couldn't do it by myself. And so, yeah, we're a family business. He now runs the single family side and um, we got into multifamily uh, through single family and being at events and high level um, engagement with, you know, gurus and um, met Corey and Shelly Peterson. They invited me to their boardroom and I went strictly because I was invited and, um, and it changed our lives. Like it was definitely something I knew we had to, we had to do. Um, yeah. And now, you know, never looking back. Right. Definitely. That's cool that, you know, real estate truly brought your family closer together and uh, potentially saved your son's life. You know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was super grateful for it, for sure. Definitely. Um, so it sounds like you've had some some big wins so far, um, you know, and obviously you're, you're really good at networking. Uh, like you said, you talk to the gurus, you talk to a lot of different people. Um, so we're in Race Masters together, and that's how we got connected. Um, we got to get lunch a couple months ago together with your husband and had a really good time trying some Indian food. Um, so if I understand correctly, you got a, a pretty big award recently. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. I did. I wish I had it. It's it's in <laughs> the other room uh, where everybody that walks through my house can see it. But uh, yeah, very pretty. It's the $5 million Raise Master Award. So I've raised over $5 million in my funnel. Didn't make the $10 million award, but I, I did make the $5 million award. So, um, you know, just constantly, you know, building that funnel. And, and that's what funds our deals, you know, syndications and, and busy professionals that um, want to own real estate without being landlords. They need the tax breaks. They want the consistent passive income. So, yeah, so I just in networking and, and raising money, I hit that $5 million award. So, yes, that was very exciting. That is super cool. Um, so let's ro- roll right into just talking about capital raising. So obviously, you've been honing your skills for several years now. Uh, you got that big award. Um, you know, I think the big key is, is finding your avatar, finding your niche, finding like a group of people that you can really focus on. So tell us a little bit more sure. about what your group is and then for advice for people trying to raise money. You know, how do, how do you improve at that? Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, like most real estate people, we were raising money in RIAs and other um, real estate events. And it occurred to me that I'm begging for money from people who are begging for money. Like we're all... And I, I, I knew that I had to change. I said, this is not my crowd. Uh, I'm not getting anywhere, spending money and time hanging out with these people. Not that they're not great people, not that I didn't have a great time. They are not serving my bigger purpose. And uh, so by chance, I had a friend that was um, working at the marketing department of an exotic car club. And they were having an event. She said, you really need to sponsor this event. There's a lot of money here. You know, you get a booth, you get like some speak time. And so I said, I'll try it. And it was amazing because we started buying stuff that was like car related, right? Like we had keychains that were like the bottle top openers and some koozies and, um, you know, uh, flashlights, keychain flashlights. Well, NAS 
the energy drink was also sponsoring and they allowed us to put our koozies on all their energy drinks. And so we were very noticed and uh, it really just opened my eyes to this is my avatar, right? These were really fun people um, with really dumb money and uh, you know, and they had money to spend. And so I honed in and, and made that my avatar and I had a great time. You know, I love sponsoring these events. I love being around the people. Um, there's a nonprofit that some of our car clubs that we've been involved in called Dream Rides, where they, it's kind of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation, but for sports cars. But they also have like a 48-hour turnaround time. So, um, you know, if a child is sick and they're like, I want to ride in the car, you know, within 48 hours, they're making that happen. And so that was really dear to my heart. And so um, it opened my eyes and I'm like, what else do I love to do? What else do I want to participate in that I can make those my people and bring them in to my syndications? And so, you know, I, I've always been a servant. I've always been a helper. Um, and so I just started finding like nonprofits that I wanted to be involved in and, and what chairs can I sit on? So, you know, if you don't have the money, if you're brand new and you don't have the money to sponsor and you don't have the money for swag, ask a charity to sit on their board. It's completely free. You now have authority. You have like keys to all the gatekeepers. They have your attention. They're super grateful that you're there. And um, yeah, it's one of the, the fastest free ways to, you know, uh, get around money. Passive investors in real estate are able to receive a check every month. Some people call that mailbox money. We say money really does grow on trees. Visit the website at biggerpictureholdings.com where we have a ton of free resources to help you learn more about planting your very own money tree. So you talked a little bit about capital racing, talked about your avatar and how to figure out, you know, what you're passionate about and, and who you can kind of niche into. Um, so what are what are some of the markets that you're invested in and any other investments besides real estate that you have? Um, so we're a lot in the southeast, um, Texas, Louisiana, really looking into Florida and the Midwest. So I love the Midwest and um, in the Southeast. So that's pretty much where we focus on. And um, as far as other investments, so I believe in di diversification, but I also believe in smart diversification. So I, we do apartments. Uh, we are buying a 29 house portfolio in Florida. Um, we have a little bit in crypto because we kind of got um, talked into it. But again, you know, that's a roller coaster investment and we want solid, smooth, consistent investments. Um, so we're looking into uh, getting into storage units, RV parks, um, mobile home parks. And that's my kind of diversification. Right. So it's all real estate, but you're just in different levels of it rather than losing money in a stock market, losing money in crypto, um, you know, <laughs> doing, you know, crazy you know, and I, and I would at some point like to invest in startup businesses. Um, but, uh, but again, that's risky and I want my investments to be as safe as possible. And real estate is definitely of all the avenues, uh, the safest vehicle that you could be in. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in crypto a little bit as well. And, you know, I've seen some value go up. I've seen a, a lot of value go down and, um, you know, I, I think, 
with with all investing, I, I try to have my different buckets, you know, my my savings account, I've got like my low risk <laughs> investments. You know, I would say crypto is like a extremely high risk investment. And then I've I've got a, okay. a large majority of my, you know, income and net worth invested in real estate. And, you know, we talked about diversification. So you can have a portfolio of only real estate, but be very diversified, you know, in different markets, different asset classes, okay. like you mentioned, you know, not just multifamily, you can go into the RV parks or storage units or, you know, land flipping. Um, there's just so many cool ways to be into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. And I always would challenge anybody that I'm like, you put 50 grand in crypto, put 50 grand in the stock market, wherever you want, I'll put 50 grand in real estate. And at the end of the year, let's see who made the most money. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty funny. Um, so you, you had a really good uh, raise this year. Uh, you got your award. What are some other big wins that you've had in real estate? Um, so we closed on 324 units, which was a, a broken up deal. So we had closed on 117 last, um, September of 2021. And then whatever the math is, 204 units, um, in March. So that was a really big win. Um, I'm closing next week on 101 units in Houston, Texas. That's super exciting. Uh, we're closing on a land deal in Missouri that, um, you know, that's a half a million dollar deal. And uh, and then the 29 houses in Charlotte County, Florida. So, yeah, some some pretty big wins. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so if you're willing to share, what are a few mistakes that you've made along the way or things that you'd you'd like to kind of course correct and um, try some new things? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Um, one is not everybody is a good fit. You know, just because somebody has money doesn't make them a good fit for your deal, does not make them a good fit for your business. Um, sometimes, especially in the beginning, and especially your very first raise, um, you get desperate, right? And you, you're and you're excited. I don't even know if desperate's the right word, but you're so excited and you just want to raise all this money from anybody that you can. And it turns out some of those people you don't want to raise money for, you know, if they had $10 million, you wouldn't want them in your deal because they're just not good people or they're, you know, they don't understand and they're taking up, you know, valuable time and resources asking questions that in the grand scheme of things don't matter. Right. Um, or maybe it's a personality conflict. Maybe it's an integrity conflict. Um, so that's definitely a lesson we learned. Uh, I also learned that, um, I'm the boss of my complexes and I get a say. And I think that um, I'm in a very male dominated industry. And I, you know, tend the beginning, I tended to not have a voice and or speak up or I would say something and then it got, you know, kind of overruled or ignored. And I learned very quickly that this is my money. This is my people that have money in these deals. This is my name. This is my logo. And um, and in many cases, it's legit my deal that I sourced uh, my partners from. And so I, you know, I have a say. So if you tend to be an introvert, which I'm not an introvert, but for those that are introverted and maybe a little quieter, you know, a little afraid to speak up or just not confident enough to speak up you better get some confidence real quick and you better speak up because that's your deal. And, you know, that's your money on the line. And every penny of my investor's money, I treat that as my own. 
and uh, I'm fiercely protective of it. And um, yeah, I don't know, just, you know, being very careful who you surround yourself with. You know, again, not everybody holds the same values as you. Not everybody has the same integrity as you. Nobody has the same honesty as you. And so it's incredibly important to make sure before you, you know, jump in a, you know, multi-million dollar deal that you are well aware of who you're working with and, and who's on, who's supposed to have your back and who's supposed to be on your side. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's really good advice, you know, and, and as I talk to professionals, you know, every week I'm talking to multiple people and, you know, a lot of them I, I do like, and, you know, I find, Hey, like this, this person's respectable, but there's definitely those that I talk to, you know, and very quickly, I'm just like, wow, like I, I would never want to work with this person in my life. You know, um, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of people that are, are pretty crooked out there as well, you know, and you got to protect yourself and then your investors. Yeah, which, you know, if, if this is what you're really going to do, this is really what you want to do. This is why being in a high class mastermind really behooves you because you're going to pay in experience or you're going to pay, you know, in education. And this is something that I would adamantly um, say, do not skimp on a good mastermind. They are going to cost. But like I said, I would rather pay that in education and being surrounded by very high level vetted, well vetted individuals than, than lose my investor money. So I would highly recommend high level masterminds. Definitely. Yes, ma'am. So you've given a lot of, of value. You've offered a lot of good advice. Is there any closing advice that you'd like to share today before we finish up? Yeah, that was a lot of good advice for sure. No, um, yeah, find your avatar. Find out who you are and what you like to do. Who do you want to surround yourself with? That's where you go to raise your money, right? Because that's when you're most authentic and you're most yourself. Um, be careful of middle-class mindset. Um, you know, there are things that we think because we've been raised, you know, most of us have been raised in a middle-class home and we don't know to think any better. Don't be afraid to not think middle-class. Think, you know, think like a millionaire thinks and be getting your advice from millionaires. Please do not be taking financial advice from, you know, middle-class people. If you want financial advice, you go find yourself a millionaire and get your advice from him or them for, you know. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I think with, with whatever you're doing, whether it's business, finances, you know, relationships, like, you know, I don't want to go get dating advice from somebody that's single, like go find the experts in real estate, go find the experts in finances and, and, and talk to them, pick their brain, get their advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't be asking your aunt who, you know, has been a secretary, you know, at the school, you know, for a hundred years, you know, and, ask her about buying apartments. Like she's not going to know. And she's going to probably tell you, no, how scary it is. And, you know, and because they don't know. So don't take your advice from those people. Definitely. Like, yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being on today. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We'll have to do some uh, Indian next time I'm in town. Definitely. Like, and subscribe below. A new episode will air every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Are you looking for more content? Visit our website, biggerpictureholdings.com. And remember, money really does grow on trees.